Hello, folks. It's Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. This will be podcast 584 for April the 24th, 2016. Got a special show for you this week. Actually, a show that was already released over on the excellent Star Wars Stacks podcast. Got together about a week ago with Chris Clemente and Brian Dunn and Jen Rhodes and myself, and we talked all about... Um, well, we talked about a, a few subjects, actually. We talked about the uh, the Blu-ray of uh, The Force Awakens. We talked about Season 2 of Star Wars Rebels. And we talked about Trek a little, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and uh, I think it was a real fun show. It's, it's uh, I don't know, about an hour and a half long conversation, give or take. And everybody chimes in on, on their thoughts on, on a lot of Star Wars topics and other things of interest and fun and geekiness and all that stuff. So um, if you listen to Star Wars Stacks, you've basically already heard this podcast. So good for you. It's a great show. You should be listening to that. Uh, if you haven't or if you don't listen to that or if you haven't ha- had a chance to listen to it yet, that's uh, this will be, again, the same show as they released uh, just a few days ago. And we wanted to kind of do a dual uh, dual joint uh, cast like this, like I've done with Anomaly and other places. So uh, that is this week's show. Uh, again, uh, this is Rico for Trex and Sci-Fi, if you don't know that by now. And uh, a couple of little announcements, I guess I could say now. Uh, next week's show is going to be a video cast. I'm planning on covering Star Trek fan films, which is kind of appropriate because there's a lot of legal stuff going on with Star Trek fan films, particularly these days. So that should be a good show to do and fun. And I did one, oh, five, six years ago, and I want to do another one and cover some of the highlights. I know some people watch these regularly, some don't. Uh, the goal, of course, is to get people to watch them with uh, the vidcast, hopefully get you guys interested. And uh, a couple other things, uh, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi always a place to go uh, if you'd like to donate to the podcast had a few recent uh separate donations outside of patreon which you can always do there are donation paypal links in the menu section of treks and sci-fi.com's main site uh but patreon if you want to donate a dollar to a month you probably won't even miss it and it goes a long way the crowdfunding uh ways of uh supporting podcasts and films and things that you like uh, through Patreon or Podbean or whatever other uh, crowdfunding thingy. Indiegogo is another one, which uh, Star Trek continues. The great fan film series is using using that one currently. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting very close to starting my second phase of my little set project. I've been waiting for the weather to get a little bit better because it's a the bigger upper screen area, and that's going to take a little room. I want to do it at, probably out in the garage with the wood and the saws and the dust and all that, so... Okay, that's it. Without any further ado, here is that special uh, joint cast with the Star Wars Dex folks, along with Brian Dunn as well, who joined in. Joe wasn't available, so it was uh, Jen and Chris and Brian and myself uh, having fun for about an hour and a half. A week ago, Friday, I think it was, we recorded. Uh, so uh, that's it. Uh, great show. Really, really enjoyed my time with uh, everyone, and uh, I'll talk to you again. Well, on the upcoming show here, you'll hear me. And uh, talk to you again next week as well. So stand by for the the joint Star Wars Stacks, Star Wars Extravaganza podcast uh, where we uh, get a little silly at times, but we have good fun and, and, and cover a lot of things. So, Oh, also one last thing. There's a, a bit of a spoiler warning here for both The Force Awakens and uh, Star Wars Season 2 Rebels. 
if you've not seen season two, we, we touch on a few things. So I just didn't want anyone to get spoiled if uh, that bothers you. So you've been warned. Uh, here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. No Arnold impressions yet. <laughs> Please. Okay, fantastic. This is no, you see, on this show, I have to do my Lando impression. You see, <laughs> hello, <laughs> what do we have? Yeah, I've already recorded, I've already messed up. <laughs> this deal's getting worse all the time. This deal's getting worse all the time. I'm shutting up. All right, shut up, Lobot. Shutting up, sir. Get my okay. cape, Lobot. <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to a supersized Rebels special Star Wars Stacks podcast. The journey to Rebels season three, A New Hope slash whatever. <laughs> Welcome. Um, you know me as Chris. Uh, I think my co-host is in there somewhere in this mess, right? Jen, one it, of them. Yeah, that's one of my co-hosts. We don't have yeah. Joe. So when we don't have a Joe, you got to split up. You got to actually have a, a, a cubed or squared, or what are we? We're like a quadrangle, right? Fab now. four, fab four. Yeah. So a quadrill. Yeah, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. So we're going to be discussing a little the second one, well, more like the second two thirds of Rebels season two. Joe and I touched on it. We did uh, up to Wings of the Masters, the B Wing episode, and then uh, I don't think we went much further than that. I don't think we're going to go episode by episode. Uh, that's going to be a little bit time consuming. We're just going to talk. But so joining us, firstly from the famous Treks in Sci Fi podcast, who has done ten thousand five hundred and seventy two episodes. Yeah, I'm Rico. just adding two more digits to everything from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Rico Dosti. Hey, Hello. hey, thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, that's, uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. I'm excited. And uh, I, ha- I have to say, I don't think we've had this little mini group of, of uh, people on a show together ever before. Oh. This little combination. So it's kind of like we're mixing, you know, into a new a blend. A new dynamic. A new mm-hmm. dynamic. Oh. This is the first foursome, I think, for us. Yeah. And... In the black corner, weighing in at a trim, probably 155 or 160 pounds. I don't know. I'm guessing. That's about right. Oh, look at me. I'm pretty good. I must be I'm like the guy at the... You can uh, be the carny. You can yeah. get a new job, Chris. So we're going You're to find out how many times Brian can tell me I'm wrong in one episode. So You're welcome right. to Brian Dunn. Your nemesis. <laughs> I'm, I'm back, Star Wars stacks. <laughs> so, Brian, how is it living in non-daylight yeah, savings time? Yeah. I was telling the, uh, the story uh, before we record. I, I got a, Brian messaged me very late last night and said, uh, I heard you're doing a Rebel show. I'd like to be a part of it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking at that until the morning. I got I to I <laughs> sleep on that one. No, I'm happy to have Nightmares you guys. Nightmares all night. <laughs> just returned from a business trip today, from, and he just got home. And he says, you know what? I'm just going to do my family thing and hang out with my wife. And I was like, that's all right, man. I got like... Hang out with a wife? What? Yeah. He's, I said, we... he's four Molsons to the wind right now. <laughs> yes. But he's also, you know, he's 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 kind of, you know... I thought all Canadians... Whoa, whoa, family. wait a second. I better watch out. Okay. Joe's, 
you know, we're, 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 we're moving forward here in Joe's life and Joe's maturing and he's, you know, <laughs> he decided not to play with us and, and uh, you know, hang out with his wife. <laughs> to be grown up. To be, he's going to adult tonight. <laughs> so um, also as a little added treat at the end of the show, uh, Jen and I, we both talked to our kids about Star Wars a little bit. Um, Jen had an interesting <laughs> argument with her son about what Stormtroopers' ethnic um, <laughs> origins are. <laughs> Apparently, I can be a Stormtrooper. Uh, the Stormtroopers are Italian Stormtroopers, according to him. Not Imperials. They're Italians. And um, just I talked to my, my two kids uh, about uh, Rebels in Star Wars for a few minutes, and uh, they were very excited to be on the show. And as you listen to it, you'll find out that my daughter now thinks that her and I are doing a show together. <laughs> she wants you all to be ready for, for our next episode. <laughs> um, because, you know, kids nowadays, they watch YouTube and they see all these kids that do these shows. So they were very excited to record something. And I, have to say, I have to say something about kids, though. Yeah. When, when uh, I don't know, Jen, which show it was. I think it was the last video cast you, got, you and Angela did for Anomaly, mm-hmm. but w- w- Russell, right? I think Angela, you yeah, guys both Angela's brought son. you guys bro- both brought your little boys on for a little bit. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that kid is like like seven going on like thirty five years old. Oh, Angela and, calls him her um fifty year old. His description <laughs> of the she asked him about I think Minecraft, right? A little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh my God. Oh he my- took over. <laughs> he was like, yes, I think you should get guide number three. That tells you this. I mean, it was like incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my gosh. <laughs> the Minecraft nowadays is utterly ridiculous. But like, I mean, yeah. he was just so articulate. I'm, I'm just very, I was just blown oh, away. Oh, yeah. No, you're, you blown didn't imagine away. it. He's, yeah, he actually, Angela and I were jamming the other day to a, um, like a, a grunge band in her car on the way to a con. Well, I say the other day, it was last year. And, we were all singing aloud, and Russell says, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse Can me, you turn ladies." The music down. It's <laughs> oh my loud. goodness! <laughs> it's too darn loud. <laughs> it's too loud. You, oh, Get you, off my you older ladies with your rock and roll music. <sighs> Sorry. So, yeah. so um, we passed. This is our forty-first episode, sort of. I guess we had forty. Me and Joe did a little mini show. That was actually 40. I guess I don't like calling it because it was nothing. But this is really our 40th episode, in my opinion. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. We've done There's that four of us, and it's the 40th show. Yeah. Ooh. Boom. So, um, Joe and I discussed the... We were fresh. I think we had to be the first podcast to do a um, Rogue One trailer. We put it out. like Without me, thank you. I felt Didn't very even bad. give me a warning. Ouch. I felt, I felt Ouch. We were in this chat talking about it, you know. It's I mean, so our, good, we, though. I, you I can't. see how you are. It's so good. I felt I bad. It's no, so good. We actually apologized to Jen like three times in that show. for After. We, I, here's the thing. Joe and I both were, were home late, and I, we, it was on TV. I said, hey, man, let's just like get on Skype and like do like a little five-minute thing. So we did, and I thought it was fun. No, it's okay. That was the day I was adulting. Yeah, see, I, I was actually like just saying, you know, I had an appointment at 8.45 or 9 o'clock, so that, that mm-hmm. means I'm just not going to the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, you know what Joe and I thought about it, but I'm sure we all watched it a few times. So, Jen, since you're also you're you're really on the show, even though our two guests are honorary members of the show, what did you think of the Rogue One trailer? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I I uh, I think I'm going to change the spelling of my name <laughs> to J <laughs> J Y N. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's some name. Yeah. Yeah. Does she say it? I don't know how Does she, she say it? Like it's a little hard to tell how she actually pronounces it. I don't know. It. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Jen. 
Like, like 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 a genie, like a gin, like 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 a gin and like a gin, like and, a gin tonic. and tonic. Like yeah, gin and juice. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of yeah. cool though. In too, fact, that was one of my nicknames in college was gin, gin and, and tonic. Oh, that's oh. a story for a different day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to hear about that in the post. <laughs> totally unearned. The post show. Hey, no. <laughs> so get her yeah, another I, gin and tonic. Hello, what do we have here? <laughs> Let me order you a drink. Okay, so the old smoothie. Rico has a show, so I'm going to go to Brian next. Brian, what did you think? I know you're a, you're an old timey Star Wars fan because you're way old. What did I you am think? I am an old timey. So yeah, I think I think that a lot of people were talking about where is this Rogue One promotional material trailer marketing, right. um, and were confused as to why it seemed to be taking a lot of time. And online, you know, with people I was engaging with, I said, you know, Disney has to be very careful here to make sure that that they effectively differentiate Rogue One from Episode 8 because right. Episode 7 was still in theaters through the end of March, effectively, or into March. And then you had the April release of the DVD. And they didn't want to step on that. But as soon as the DVD was released, obviously they, they saw their way clear to um, offer up this trailer. And I think tonally, I think they did a great job in establishing that this is an entirely different you know, film, an entirely different era. Although there, I think there will still be confusion, and people will see the trailer and go, "Where's Ray? Where's Finn?" <laughs> Ray that, changed that, her name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. But I think that, and I think it was, I think using Mon Mothma was perfect. I mean, it was so. It's a relatively, you know, vague character to a lot of people potentially, mm. but it really establishes that a New Hope era and. I think it, I think they did a great job. I think the I, I was a little put off by the use of the music that, that Chris and you and I talked about the blah, blah, blah. It's just so overused in trailers, and it and it just makes me irritated. But I think visually it, it moved fast, it showed action, and I think it set the tone for that. This film's going to be very very different from things we've seen before, and I'm I'm really excited to see Star Wars be something other than the saga films and style and from a stylistic standpoint from a character standpoint from a narrative standpoint i'm excited i think they did a great job this trailer definitely definitely was a winner yeah um, you know one of the things that i was thinking about just as you were talking brian and and i and i was about to ask you about you know the the spoiler effect but the um i just realized that this movie, we're not. We don't have to really be all that worried about spoilers. Truthfully, no. And in fact, and to be honest, <laughs> you know what I mean. Honest, I mean, yeah. I guess for the characters that are in the movie, maybe we don't want to know character X dies, character whatever. But, but it's not as it's not nearly as intense. At least I don't feel it as it was for like the Force Awakens. You know, absolutely so. not. And and you know, you know, because I'm I'm a spoiler hound. I'd be I'm looking for them everywhere. By the time hmm. Force Awakens was within this this time frame of release, call it eight months or, or so, I had a very clear idea of what was going to happen in, in Force Awakens. I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie beyond the obvious that this, the, the story is, is predicated upon the stealing of the Death Star plans. But we know how that ends, but I have no idea. There, this, there's been no leaks. There have been very, there, there's no script out there. There's no anything. We just, know, we just know that many Bothans had to die to bring us yeah. this Wrong information. No, we can't get into that <laughs> argument. That's, <laughs> oh, that's I've already said that's the sequel, Rogue One Part 2, Journey to Star Wars, Return Journey of the to Jedi. Journey to Dead Bothans, yes. Okay. <laughs> Journey to Return of the Jedi. That's right. right. I have a theory about that, though, whenever Rico 
does his spiel about what he thought because I didn't really finish. Well, I won't say thought. too much because oh, we got sorry. a lot to talk about. But I, I and I like Chris said, I, I have my own little uh, podcast thing, but I loved it. I mean, I, I was really, really excited by it. I almost re- went ran home and recorded something too. But it is, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm almost. I, I, I said it to a couple people that I know. I said I'm almost more excited about it than I was for, in a way, The Force Awakens because it's like the ultimate fan film. Plus, I think there's this relaxedness now about the spoiler fe- effect, and that this just could be just a really fun time, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I loved it. I, I was like, wow. It, I mean, the first time I watched it, I was on my little phone and at work, and it was like, oh my god, that's amazing. And uh, then, like Brian Fantastic. said, they really captured the uh, the era. So yeah, I loved it. Fantastic. Fan films just cost studios money. Stop it, Rico. And I think Felicity <laughs> Jones is is super good. I mean, I really I've I've liked her in the movies that I've seen her in. So what have I seen her in? It probably at least Steven, two Steven things. Doctor Who. Oh, she in no, she's not Doctor Who. You well, saw her, you saw her in the Theory in of Everything. She's she's Hawking's yeah. wife. Oh, I didn't watch that yet. It's on HBO. I just never watched. Oh, it. you got to watch oh, that it's movie. Good. It's a great movie. Really and um, I believe, and maybe I'm confusing her with a different actress. She looks like I thought she was in that Man from Uncle movie. I don't know if you saw that or not. But, not yet. Uh, but right, anyway, Jen, I'm sorry. I didn't looks mean to great. You. No, that's okay. I was just gonna say I didn't really know what to think about this movie until I saw the trailer, and then I liked it. But yeah. um, I. I had kind of, I have been kind of experiencing these trailers with a coworker, not Angela because she no longer works with us, but um, a a guy who is a couple of years older than me who was raised on Star Wars, who was super pumped for The Force Awakens. He came to my office every day, you know, just to talk about Star Wars, and I was completely shocked by his reaction to this trailer. And I'm thinking they need to do, do a little more to grab those people who are maybe not as hardcore as we are, but are still fans from the beginning, mm. you know, because he was like, all of a sudden, that jaded fan who thinks Disney's going to ruin everything. Because mm, he said, guy, I didn't huh? know this was coming. I didn't know that they were going to put out this thing. Why isn't this The Force Awakens 2? And, oh, <laughs> you know, he was... He was just yeah. confused by the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, why do you not want to know more about Would you like who to know cares more? if it's The Force Awakens? I mean, did you like The Force Awakens? And he said, yes. And he said, and I said, well, why don't you want to know more, you know, in a different, a different um, storyline? Why don't you want to see another story about different characters? Why do you have to know? Because he, he was, well, the other he thing was to, adamant to, that Star Wars was all about the Skywalkers, well, and that's uh, all he cared about. The only thing you could say to that, to me at least, or what I would say would be like, well, you're going to get that, uh, uh, you know, two years, in, in one year after this comes that's out. So, what in I other, so basically, in other words... Hey, you're getting a, like a Star Wars movie every year. Well, he was afraid Stop that, complaining that about all of these stuff, movies were going idiot. to water it down and it wasn't going to be as good anymore. And I was just well, trying to convince him that there more are people is that good feel that. There are people that and feel that. that. It's like yeah. more stories are a good thing. I am, t- you know, it would be nice to hear another story other than the Jedi and the Skywalkers. Exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? I well, want to know f- what happened to here's the little guy. The, the watering the f- down effect is only valid. If it's the same creative team yes, working on over everything, and over again. these are different creators on every. Even I mean, in episode only eight, be the, the eighth movie ever, you know, episode so, eight has so. got a different creative team, well, at least writer yeah. and director. I mean, you know, I mean, Ryan Johnson took out a lot of the creative stuff from J.J. Abrams. So, I mean, it's different teams. 
you know, when you talk when you talk about like maybe like say the DC shows where they have like the same guys running all the shows, and you go, you know, something's something's getting lost in this in the shuffle. Arrow because it sucks this year. Um, uh, no, but yes, go ahead, it continue. It does though. It does. It totally <laughs> sucks this year. Um, compared to the other shows, sorry, it's it's like my least favorite. Um, doesn't that's not that's a, that's invalid. It's just invalid. You have failed it, this podcast. Nope. No. I love that show until it. So here, so here's what I was going to say about. We'll get off the DC thing. Uh, The (laughs) one thing that just popped into my head, though, this guy's talking about this Star Wars and the dilution effect is the same thing we've heard for years and happened when like Enterprise was on the air and all that. As Star Trek fans that we all are, you know that that we we've we've you know gone and lived that and gone beyond that. So. They're just going to have to sort of get used to that. And yeah, that's the thing. I think, I think they need to start understanding that Star Wars yeah. is a well, property, and it's like it's James Bond. It can keep going forever, and it doesn't mean that it's going to be diluted. And I yeah, think he well, just needs to switch from thinking that it's just a trilogy or it's just about one family to thinking that you know it, it could be something that evolves over time. It can be. Different I think the trick will be if it comes out and people like it and it does well that that will change his mind. Yeah, that's going to change his mind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from from a business standpoint, Disney is going to create as much content off of this IP as they can, and some of it will be incredibly successful, some of it will be moderately successful, and some of it's going to fail, and that's the nature of it. But the re- but the truth is that Star Wars as a universe has a narrative ability here to tell all these different stories. And they're going to tell these stories. And not everyone's going to come along. And Disney isn't really that concerned that your coworker, Jen, who's a, who might be a saga trilogy, Skywalker only, he needs Jedi, he needs lightsabers guy, they'll, they'll provide him with content. But they're also going to provide content for people that want to see a Star Wars war movie. They're going to provide content for someone who wants to see a young Han Solo movie. They're going to provide content for someone who may want to see a Boba Fett movie. The point is, is that not you can't cater to every fan you need to create new fans and a new fan base and a new a new excitement around the franchise that can be very broad based and accommodating we have had two we've had an incredible female lead with ray we have Jin coming with Rogue One. We have an entire new demographic in terms of girls coming into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is a, Star Wars fans need to let go of what their pre- preconceptions of what Star Wars should be and let Star Wars be what it's going to be. Yeah. And then oh, you no, can pick I agree. And, yeah, no, and you can pick it, and yeah, choose. But, you know, you can pick and choose what you want. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's a sil- I'm really I really have very little patience for people who get cool stuff and complain about it. I really do. How well I really well, no, he wasn't like yeah. I don't I don't want to bash him well, because he's, he's, he's like a really good friend of mine and and he's not like those haters. <laughs> you know those annoying ones that just yeah. bitch no matter what. Sorry, I said a bad word. But um I know bleep me. Uh, that kind of person annoys the heck out of me. We had one on the anomaly Facebook group the other day who kept debating us. <laughs> On whether or not, like he had never seen The Force Awakened, Awakens, but he kept complaining that he was going to like a boycott it because it was Disney and that it was ruining the franchise and he had never seen it. These are the best internet and people of all. Like, the ones that get on the internet and say, yourself, I am not going to do this. They get right, on the I internet mean, like it makes know, it different. So he wasn't that. So that while we're talking yeah, about but, The yeah, Force anyway. Awakens, we've yeah. all talked about Rogue One. Let's uh, picked up the Blu-ray um, when I got back I'm from my uh, trip. I watched it. I watched the special features. Um, 
I really enjoyed it. I, I watched the movie again with the kids, and, who we, and my son had seen it twice with me in a theater, and it's still, by the way, a very good movie. And far from ruining the franchise, it's what pretty much saved it. It's the number one movie of all time, you dopes. Um, so... <laughs> In America, so I mean, seriously, it's a fantastic film. Uh, like he's my when you listen to my daughter, I mean, she's interested in Star Wars, and trust me, that's not her that's wheelhouse. Awesome, right? Yeah. It's not. I bought her. Well, she can't. She can hear me. I got her today. <laughs> um, I got her for her birthday. I got her razor lightsaber from the Disney store, which is a really nice one that makes you know nice light up, and uh, got her a T-shirt. She really wants to be right. And that's that's fantastic. Like like Brian said, we're opening it up into into a, a new demographic. Not to mention the younger people with rebels, which is what we're talking about today too. So I mean, and really, it's it's all about they Disney need to, didn't they need to just make what no. they want to make that they think will be good and leave it at that and let people yeah. decide. You know that that's the, this whole internet this whole internet thing. You know, it's just. People just need to accept that not everything is going to be for them, and that's fine. And if it is, yeah. it is, and if it isn't, it isn't. You know, I have a I feeling. I think they that, need yeah. to to accept the fact that it's entertainment, and they need to relax. Oh yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, Jen. people right. just like right. take I, I, things for like they they start complaining that they're being you know their childhoods are yeah. being ruined and it's well, like calm down. I always yes. call it. I, I I try to I I a lot of times I put it into the the glasses half full, glass half empty kind of people who think this way in other words that i i'll really get behind and pumped and, and excited for stuff that i really like but the stuff that i don't care for or that i don't see or if i see it it's not that great i just kind of ignore it you know i i don't mm-hmm. i just basically don't talk about it i don't go out of my way to well except for batman versus yeah Superman. you're i was gonna say yeah except for that but that's you, just you know clemente and i we got a little thing going there on so something there buddy but except <laughs> for that uh, you know what I mean, though? There, there are people that, yeah. and, and the ones, like you said, Jen, the, the ones that are really drive me nuts are the ones that don't even, like, see it or try that's, it. Well, yeah, that's the, they just that, have that's, an opinion that's about That's the shame of it all, about. because they're either listening to too many other people, or they've basically made up their mind sight unseen almost. So, uh, hey, give it a shot. So you know, was, try um, things. So there's a nice little making of documentary. We, we talked a little bit earlier, and Brian's like, yeah, it wasn't anything like The Force Awake or The uh, Phantom Mass. And he's right. I mean, it was nice. It was There were some nice things in the Target one that I had had a couple of digital extras where it showed them the weapon uh, shop where they made some of the new weapons, which was pretty neat. And um, a little uh, they talk with uh, Ray and Finn, the actors, uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. That was nice. Um, and there was a bit like when they killed Han Solo, you know, and he was and Harrison Ford was done where uh, the guy that was playing Chewie uh, hugged him when it was he was done, you know, wrapping his thing. And it was very touching. I found it very touching. <laughs> I admit, got a little teary. It's like saying goodbye to his dog, you know. Come well, on. you know, not only that, I think Harrison Ford kind of, in his interviews, and in it kind of was saying, you know, I don't really, I didn't hate, I didn't want him to die. I mean, in, in, back in the day, I didn't really want that. But what he felt was that he didn't have much of a purpose in the story, and he wanted him to help the story along. So if that meant that yeah, he he always, he's always thought and said it would be a dramatic thing, like in other right. words, a, a sacrifice, or it would be good to the story, you know. So. Right. So, I mean, that was, and again, the movie and the deleted scenes, Brian, what'd you think of deleted scenes? <laughs> they were lacking. <laughs> they were limited, I think. I mean, it just, it, well, it, JJ's okay. got a I whole mean, vault of them. Don't worry. That'll be in yeah. release 29, you know, that'll come out in three years. Yeah. But now. like the point is like the commercials, are like you've just unseen Force Awakens, <laughs> what you've never you've seen. You've never seen this before. You've never seen Kylo Ren 
walk into the Millennium Falcon and go, Ooh, Han Solo. <laughs> I think in, <laughs> in, in, in totality, they were five minutes. Yeah, it wasn't even, That's I think. It. Yeah. yeah, it was very brief. So yes. it wasn't that yeah, Well, I mean, I look, look, you just got to use this as a comparison. Look how long it took for them to show some of the deleted scenes from like Return of the Jedi. What I did know, we wait? What, 30 25, years? 30 yeah. years? So yeah. we got 25, 30 years of Force Awakens deleted scenes still coming. So hang in. Yeah. There. I'm not going to be alive that long. <laughs> oh, uh, come on. I might be. Who knows? <laughs> so, Dude, you got to wait until they're all out. Then you can go. So, Have we all agreed, though, that it's still a good movie, right? Yes. Uh, oh, you're really good. Really good. I, as, I, as a matter of fact, I, I liked it even more the third or fourth time. So the the thing that I, that you know still I keep coming back to I, ca- I ca- keep coming back to two main things about the movie. One is I think they got a great cast. Oh, the, yeah. the new actors slash characters are are fantastic. Yeah, that's the one thing. The other is it's not it's serious, but it's also got some fun and some light moments too. And that's the greatest part about Star Wars of all. And I think it's one of the biggest drawbacks of the prequels. I don't want to bash them. I don't you know I still enjoy some of those things. But my gosh, I mean, they're they're just not. There's some thrilling scenes in those movies, but you mm-hmm. know, they just need like the original trilogy had once in a while. You know, some you know lightness, and, and it's supposed to be a fun ride. You know, so, family uh, movie. Yeah. Um, I will say this: that like I did notice. Hold on a second, Jackson, buddy, <laughs> buddy, you can't, you can't do that out here, dude. You, you can't play Jurassic Park. Behind me while I'm trying to do this. Yeah, you're yeah, it's real funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So anyway, uh, we're talking about the prequels. I was as I, as I was saying earlier, I was in the Disney store, and they have. I don't. Do you guys have Disney stores near you? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, so they have one or two like, around on the screen. They have a lot of stuff playing, and they do a lot of Star Wars like little montages. And I've noticed when I was in there, just kind of browsing and trying not to buy everything that I saw. Um, <laughs> Like, they do a lot of these, like, you know, saga things, you know, like, very dramatic. And what I was like, I'm like, there is not one prequel shot at all. They're oh, really? Nothing left, huh? Themselves from they anything. really are hardcore OT. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, let me, let me just say, I'm, I'm going to defend the prequels a little bit here. and Because a lot of people online are saying that Disney, with this whole practical effects campaign that they initiated with Force Awakens, are yeah. trying to distance themselves from the prequels. I don't think it's, it, it's in regards to the practical effects campaign. I don't think it was as much about distancing themselves spe- specifically from the prequels. I think it was distancing themselves from the CGI fest of what we have in films nowadays that's mm-hmm. so overwhelming. And I think the idea was they didn't want to give away a lot of content about The Force Awakens. So instead, they talked about the practical effects. So it became a marketing tool for them. And, and they weren't doing it because they were trying to bash the prequels. They were doing it because they wanted to get people excited about having a visual experience that was going to be very different from the latest Avengers and, and Marvel film. Oh. And I think, that's, I think that was a big part of it. And so I don't, I don't – Disney owns the prequels. That's their IP. They're, it is not in their best interest to bash them, distance themselves from them, or anything like that. It is, however, from a marketing standpoint, important that people – get into the original trilogy mindset because these films are sequels to the original trilogy and Rogue One is a original trilogy era kind of product that's what they're doing right now and sure. this might last for a couple of years but eventually they will go back and they will revisit aspects of the prequel storylines and bring them bring them more to the forefront again because they have value even though the films themselves 
were might be less than less than well received by a lot of people, myself included, because of some of their issues. These are still valuable IPs with valuable characters and valuable situations and, and experiences that they're going to want to to delve into. So mm-hmm. I I think yeah. the idea that that Disney is like ah we hate the prequels we don't want to we want people to forget about them isn't accurate. I just think that right now this is we hey we had we just had six seasons of an incredible cartoon called The Clone Wars that was entirely set in the prequel era. So no one can complain that Lucasfilm's content delivery to us has been OT oriented. Well, no, that's because that was before Disney owned it. <laughs> right, but but in Disney, but Disney's decision to go back to TFA or to do TFA was predicated upon Lucas creating a, a story or well, at least something of a story that they could at least get their hands around moving forward. The idea was they're always going to go that direction. So again, I don't. It's coincidental that that when Lucasfilm, when Lucas sold himself to Disney, when Lucas sold the company to Disney. He needed an original trilogy sequel to make that deal fly. Um. That's why we are where we are. And that makes perfect sense. It, ma- yeah. it, it created a tremendous amount of value because, hey, forget about those, those other, the, first, the three films we most recently did. I'm going to take us back to doing a sequel to Return of the Jedi. That is the money. And all of a sudden, Disney goes, How, four, $4 billion, George, here you go. So it, it was. It, 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 that's where we are right now. That's the era. It's not an anti-prequel era. It's a let's let's go back and re- relive the nostalgia. Get our, get the old school fans back in. Create a whole right. new legion of fans, yeah. and then let's move forward with a Star Wars universe that's inclusive of the prequels, of the OT, of the standalone films. A whole world is open. Oh, I mean, up, obviously, so. there's all kinds of references to yeah. the prequels and everything that goes. Well, it'll go through sure. phases, like Brian said. I mean, I think that I think they're definitely in the OT phase now, and and they'll eventually go to a different era and and phase <laughs> in, in the future. So, uh, yeah, oh, no, right. it, and it, with it, Rebels, I agree. And I think they can only improve upon the prequels by you know bringing them into the you know the the movies that they do in the future. Right. Do mm-hmm. episode three a novelization on those suckers make them make sense? Oh yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, I I agree with with Brian with going back, but going back to the original trilogy, you know, it brings back the the hardcore fans, the ones from not only the hardcore fans but the casual fans that remember the original trilogy and loved it. And I mean, it it kind of just regroups, you know. It's yeah. like let's let's start reboot, let's start yeah, from the beginning, I mean, let's let's go back to the, our roots. And you know, so, I think so. I think there's an eighty, I think there's more than an eighty percent chance that we will see a Ewan McGregor starred Obi Wan film. I'm all right. That would be awesome. And <laughs> and that and that is that is the prequels. I mean, he. He was he was a star of those films and a highlight of those films and his sure. portrayal of that character, and that in his portrayal in those three films and the prequels will inform this Obi Wan character that will also pull from the Alec Guinness portrayal. But let's face it, Ewan McGregor owns him right now because yeah. he did a great job. He is Obi Wan Kenobi, and his he's at the right age. He's up for it. He's clearly enthusiastic about the idea. Disney, Disney will never, ever in a million years not make that. That well, that's so easy. I'm sure he wants to do one that's written fairly well. So they just need to do the Kenobi <laughs> book, and we'll we'll yeah. all be happy. So. Yeah, just yeah. just just to adapt that. That was a fantastic. That's all novel. they need to do, basically, and they also have him have you know a, a baby and have Ray be his kid. That's all. That's or, not. Or, sorry, <laughs> no, Ray. Now, Ray's Ray, parents. The sorry, knows, parents. She knows sorry. who her parents are, and they are nothing. They are not important to the story. Which I hope that is true because there's like three Skywalkers already in the damn movie. You got. I think, I think oh, Ray. Who wants I think, a Skywalker? I think what all the. I think what's important with Ray 
is not who her parents are. It's her relationship to the Force because I think her relationship to the Force is something unique to anything we've ever seen in Star Wars before, and we don't understand it yet. I think having seen the Anakin-Luke sort of you know saga, we are so inclined to believe that the only way to be strong in the Force is you have to be born into it, and then you have to be trained into it. Rey... Let's say, let's assume that she wasn't born into it and that her parents are just some people. And let's just say that the force is acting through her to, to influence events. She's a conduit. And, and everything about Daisy's performance informs that idea. There, everything about what happens to her in so regards to. Are you to saying midichlorians are not real? Come on. Come <laughs> on. Ryan, are I've you, been are wondering. You, are, you rewriting, are you rewriting George? Come on. <laughs> but everything about her her reaction to the force in that film is of surprise is of what is happening to me why is this happening to me i don't know if i want this to happen to me so rather than say oh she's luke's kid because she's so strong in the force or she's ben's kid or whatever let's just let her be ray and let's find out from through the story holistically why is the Force so strong with her? Why was she able to defeat Kylo Ren in terms of, of, of his attempts to probe her mind? And then eventually when she really let the Force in, remembering Maz's words to her when she was fighting him, why did she defeat him with the lightsaber? How did she get these skills? If I hear one more person online say that she's a Mary Sue, I swear to God, I'm jumping, I'm jumping out the window. Oh. It's so incredibly <laughs> frustrating and so insulting to the to the nuance of that character and of the performance of Daisy Ridley, yeah. it's it is absolutely untrue. This this is a this is a character who's you are out. hanging out with the wrong people. I have never heard anyone anyone call her Mary oh, Sue. God, go go oh. to the rep, prop for it and join that thread. Oh, oh God, tell well, them to shut like a bunch up of for angry me. Men. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so hey, all right, enough of this nonsense. Let's get into Rebels, guys. So. Um, <laughs> Brian, uh, nice segue there. That's real yeah, tough. Sorry. Good day. I was trying, but there was no way it was going to have to. It was yeah, no subtle, yeah. There was not going to be a subtle segue here. Yeah, yeah. You got the Ray. Stuff. Yeah, she's not yeah, so, yeah, she's not so with good the, with the, the lightsaber. Anytime an Arnold, uh, you know, impression can really move smooth things over. This is ridiculous. Let's talk about travels. <laughs> Get to the Millennium Falcon. Where's Ezra and Kanan? Get to the chopper. Get to the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a there is a chopper in Rebels. Yeah, hey, chopper. how's that for a segue? Chopper. Yeah, the Phantom. Chopper, yeah. by the Phantom. Phantom, get on. Yeah, I got the ghost. Get All the right. ghost. <laughs> get down. All right, so um, Joe and I, <laughs> uh, my co-host, uh, off often. We, this is our second one without Joe. It always feels weird when Joe's not here. He's like, do you ever say that when I'm not on? I said, well, because well, it was it was more often for a while, but no, I did say it. You're I, we making me jealous. No, we didn't like doing it without you, but it, but because Joe's like our little brother, it's kind of like you know because he's younger than us. Um, he's so nice. He is a very fair Canadian. He's Canadian. Nice. They're they're yeah. required by Canadian yeah, law to be nice. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, so. We, st- we ended up with Wings of the Master, which showed us the B-Wings, um, which alters somewhat their origin from what we have learned. In uh, But what, the, what Rebels does is it takes our EU stuff, throws it into the old ninja processor, shakes it up, gives you something different. And I'm cool with that. You know, they take some stuff, names we know, some places we know, some stuff we know, and sort of they put a, tw- a different twist on it. So it's still somewhat familiar, but... Fits in the show. And what Besides, you got some Mon Calamari in there because I'm always yeah. up for that. It's yeah, a exactly. A Mon Calamari still made the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to hear the reaction online from people that suggested that 
B-Wing somehow should never even exist in this era and that they only show up at Return of the Jedi and they're brand new to the Rebel Alliance. And I was like, well, why couldn't they five, six years later have been a prototype? And why? And, and by having it being made by Mon Calamari, it keeps the EU sort of idea intact because that's the guys who were supposedly built them. So it was a fun episode. And it was fun because it, it showed Hera, it gave a little insight into Hera's character and yeah. her, her, her love of flying and her relationship with with flying and how she sort of got into the whole thing it was it was an, it was I thought it was a nice episode yeah so we have a lot of episodes that were remaining so I'm not guess we're not going to go episode by episode I'm going to pick out some of the highlights we'll talk about what did you guys mm. think of uh, Princess Leia's episode that kind of her little cameo on this not really cameo but guest spot Princess it was on weird Lothar. I'm gonna say it mm-hmm. her age is wrong. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I was trying to do the math. Like she seemed too old or too young. Too old. Where does this take place? Where? Why well, is she? She'd yeah. be like eight. She'd be like sixteen here. I think she's. She isn't seemed she, a lot older. No, because oh no, she's Ezra's so, age. She's the same age as Ezra. Yeah, because yeah. like she's fifteen or no, she's like nineteen, like Luke, obviously in A New Hope. Right. Well, she's the same. No, she's she was born a day before a day after Ezra. So the she and Ezra are the exact same age. So what I'm saying is like well, girls her, mature if, faster, right? If, Seriously, if they do. <laughs> I mean, you know, so at that 50, at that age they look yeah, older than the boys do. Are, um, yeah. yeah, so this is so now that puts us in the time frame that you know this is 4 years prior to A New Hope. So what else yeah. do you mean, yeah, Jen, when you, when you... in the end of... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Because I thought that Ezra was fighting with his master at the end of the Clone Wars as a Padawan. Or Kanan. Kanan. You mean Kanan. So why was... I mean, Uh-oh, you're breaking up. She did a new... That's off. She's not the same age as Kanan. You know what I mean? No, she's the same age as Ezra. Ezra, okay, y'all are breaking up. I can't hear you. Now she, now we're breaking up. <laughs> Can you hear us now? Now you're better. Now you said you're. She's the same age as Ezra, but she seemed a lot older in this. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. Yes. Okay. I agree. You know, yeah. So that's what kind of confused me about her age in this, and they just kind of squished her in. That's mm. what I was saying. So. Okay. Sorry, you bring bring it all down, guys, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't think this episode was super strong. The ATATs were kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little okay, convoluted Chris. because of the way they tried to keep her, um, her, the idea that she was helping the rebels a secret and all that stuff. That was a little hard to, yeah. uh, to work. But uh, but it was fun to see her, and I'm sure she'll pop up again in another season at some point. I would think that there'd be yeah, no, no reason. Yeah, I, I, it was okay. It was okay. They they do that kind of stuff now and then. I mean, you know, we'll see who else pops in as future seasons go. They don't mm. do it. They don't do it a lot. You know, they kept it pretty under control. I mean, the whole Vader, he did not pop up as much as I kind of thought he might. Uh, the way the the season started out. Yeah, well, I think they I think they ran they run a risk with Vader of, of he can't show up and be foiled by these these jokers every time i mean it's true it's, it's yeah, never gonna that work. would so, demean his character he can yeah, have only right. so many times where he's looking at the sky as they fly off and his little mask you know he's like got that yeah. look of like you curses know, curses you kids you yeah exactly curses uh, it was your dog and your you know your little droid and you know i would have gotten away with it it wouldn't have been for your little droid yeah plus <laughs> i can't imagine that it's too hard to book james Earl jones 
I mean, that it's too easy. Like, he's probably yeah. not easy yeah. to... Well, is he absolutely doing the all the voice yes. stuff here? Is he? Yes. Are, are we sure yes. about everything? It's all, yeah. all, all James Earl Jones. Oh, okay. And Clearly. he was in England at the time, I think, when he did that episode. Seems like with all the voice work and the everything that's out there and people and, you know, that they... I didn't know. I didn't realize he was doing everything or not. But, okay. Uh, okay. Yep. So, um... You know, it was like like Jen, I think Jen. I don't know if it's weird, but I don't know. Her character seemed a little off. I mean, it was kind of a cute. It was kind of a cutesy episode. I think. I think it was a good try, but a, but a bit yeah. of a mess. Yeah, it was like, yeah. you know, like the whole thing with stealing the ships and everything with that imperial officer. I'm like, oh, this is kind of goofy. Yeah. But you know, it, Aaron loved it, and that's all that matters. No, my <laughs> kids. Oh, my <laughs> kids <laughs> loved it. I mean, I mean, well, Kanan, Kanan dispatching um, walkers with a lightsaber by jumping yes. the legs was That's like, awesome. all right, well, <laughs> that was that was a little much. I was like, oh lord. Well, Luke should have just done that. What the hell is he doing climbing up on a rope and he's like throwing grenades? <laughs> well, you know, a cartoon Jedi. I know they're a bit I, better. I, yeah, no, it's, it's cool visual. Though. And maybe their armor is a little not as plated as it is by the time Empire walks around. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, it was yeah. it, it was cool that they used a, a Macquarie design for the walkers. They're it, one of their one of his production or pre-production designs. Yeah, they, the they, they those, make them yeah. just look a little different so that you uh-huh. can say, oh yeah, they're not exactly like they were, you know, ten years <laughs> later or whatever. Yeah. So the yeah. very next episode that was the Protector of Concord Dawn. There's a name we heard in the EU. Yep. Um, which remember with that a firefly was, with a firefly connection. Yeah, um, that was Boba Fett's. Remember, it was his original origin. He was what journeyman protector Jaster Mareel of. Concord Dawn. Really yeah. Stupid. Um, so there was some pretty cool uh, space stuff in the in that episode. Some cool fights, and uh, I liked it. Like any anytime you get to see like Sabine do something like when she's actually being a Mandalorian or acting like she is one, it's kind of cool. I didn't like this episode. Didn't like it, huh? No, not really. I okay. Was kind of, eh. Eh. Yeah. Is this the one where the other bounty hunter shows up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that character. Yeah, I, thought yeah, was, I played, like that character. She's, she's played by um, Zoe from Firefly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I huh. cosplay wise, if I could, I would do that character. She's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That was the best part of the whole thing. So right. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like that. Uh, I like that one too. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It was it was a little you know that I think one of the overall things about season two that I liked is I think they were. The episodes were a little bit more involved and a little more complex. The characters got a little more complex, and mm-hmm. and there was more going on, more of an arc of a story. Uh, I mean, there are individual episodes, but I, but I again, I think they, I think the when the show started, I mean, even in season one, I think there was a lot of people's concerns were, oh, this is gonna be a little kid show. You know, it's only gonna be for little kids. It'll be watching like Teen Titans or something like that, and. And and, it, and I think it quickly became a little bit better and more than that, or I don't know if better is the right word, but you know what I mean. I mean, there are, there are some still some silly things that happen now and then, but it's still this this season. I think to me w- was more uh, you know stronger, more detailed, more rebel stuff going on. You know, the connections with the whole they were off kind of on their own a lot in season one. They weren't really mm-hmm. part of this overarching you know rebellion. And and here it becomes a lot more intricate and a lot more involved, yeah. and of course they're connecting up with different characters. They keep running into you know the these you know uh, agents that 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 Vader and the Empire are sending after them, and, and that becomes a regular thing. And and it, it's it's good. And and then of course the whole 
Kane and Ezra training thing continues throughout the season too, which I like. And yeah. I think they do a pretty good job with that. I think it's he hasn't become he hasn't become that good that fast, but he also is sort of like I think in a way like Brian was saying earlier about Ray, I, I think he has a different kind of connection to the force with his abilities with animals and all that kind of jazz. So I, I, th- I think that that gives you a little leeway to make him like, hey, this little kid, he's just been, you know, working with his Jedi a short time. And he seems to be, I mean, he, he you know, he's, he's, he's fighting it, you know, at, at points Vader. I mean, come on, you know, so. Yeah. So it's, um, but no, I, I, uh, I, I like uh, I like a lot of things in this season. I just thought it was a, a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, there are stronger episodes than others, but I, I I felt most of them were pretty pretty watchable and pretty enjoyable to watch. Yeah, there was that one, the call that was uh, Ezra. You're talking about a connection with those space whales, you know? Yep, it was like a Star Trek yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> Kanan. There be whales here. <laughs> um, we got to see uh, an enemy mine remake. The honorable <laughs> ones with, um, with uh, Callus and uh, and what's the list? Cheese, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Zeb, yeah. Zeb, Zeb. Zeb. Oh, I that thought was that was fun. a that was a fun episode. That was a good yeah, episode. It was I good. liked it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it too. They can redo yeah. that story type line, you know, where you basically put two antagonists together yeah. on a planet or whatever. They can keep mm-hmm. doing that till the end of time, as far as I'm concerned. That's always a fun thing to see. Yeah, so, well, seven callus at Tanagra. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Right. I love how they always end those. Like, if I see you again, I'm gonna kill you. Anyway, I'm gonna have to kill you. The next time we meet, we're gonna be enemies again. Yeah, all yeah. right. You know. But that was cool. I mean, that because but, Cal, but Callus kept the rock. He and, did. When he, he was, and it yeah. was so. It was so sad at the end. Yeah. Callus was sitting there. His with his friend with his is rock gone. Yeah. Himself. Yeah. He just realizes that he doesn't have he any no friends that will yeah. rescue rescue him. So. Right. He just has yeah. the, you know, he has to hope somebody. It makes did. you think, like, what is that foreshadowing for the future of his character? Maybe. You know, is he going to turn? Well, I mean, I don't so. know. I mean, he has the sideburns that fit his helmet, so it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always thought perfectly. that. That's a good point, Jen, though. I've always thought that they could do more with flip-flopping characters in, in Star Wars or a lot of different things where... Basically, where hey, maybe a person from the Empire has second thoughts, or even possibly yeah, the rebellion. Um, even they do somebody it in the books. So wasn't Maydean would... an Imperial? Yeah, I think, and at least in the books, I'm trying to remember. I know there was at least a couple of Rebel people that were like straight up Imperials at one point. Well, that's also a well, common Han? sort of war. Well, besides Han, that's also a common war theme too, right? You know, where where you know yeah. you're, you you know that's always been a common thing of like you know, hey, go burn that village down with all those people. Ah, uh, you know, and I mean they did it a little bit in the Force Awakens, right? So Finn, I mean Finn's yeah. Finn's yeah. entire arc is all about him wanting exactly, to which size, which too. I thought was one of the best things about it, and one of the best parts about it, because it makes my sense, daughter's favorite. You know, part. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah. just it like you, you know, yeah. It go makes ahead, you, It makes you like the character too, because you think, well, they're not all bad. Then you know, you can identify with them better whenever you mm-hmm. think that they might turn. Right. Which is when That's we discussed the the book Lost Stars. It, it makes much humanized more humanized the um, you know? Imperials yeah. a little bit more. Like the right. Imperials, even in the books, have been sort of like. Just imperial, you know, like yeah, black and white. You hate you know, them. So Lost Stars yeah. was kind of like, oh, they're they're yeah. just people, you know. It, they kind of it it was it was pretty good. So we also got to see the rebels sort of uh, version of Anakin in Ahsoka's little hologram of of him, which I thought was pretty a nice little moment there, um, where she's talking to Kanan about Anakin. Oh, shroud in shroud of darkness. Shroud of darkness. Yeah. yeah. 
you know. And we got and 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 we learned for 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 reals that the Inquisitor was the Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi Temple Guard. Yes, that's cool. Yes, and yep. te- yeah, that's that was cool very very cool. There. And I think you know, I, I some people were sort of going back and forth as as to how this whole temple and vision thing works, but I, I, I think I heard from Dave Filoni in an interview over on Rebel Force Radio that most that this entire sequence is really driven by Yoda. That Yoda's sort of dictating what people are experiencing within this temple. And so I think, you know, people were wondering whether or not um Kanan, you know, if if he's being knighted by the by the Inquisitor is 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 that a bad thing? But I think I think that was Yoda's way of showing Kanan that he is capable of being a Jedi Master. He is capable of teaching Ezra that he should feel more confident in himself, and so on and so forth. So I mean, just an int- it was interesting what it sort of laid out there in, in regards to this place they went to. Yeah, and what do we think of AP five, which is Chopper's C three PO buddy, the little buddy guy, <laughs> the little Empire that guy. guy that well, he's still they, around. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I, I, like I thought him. he was funny. He reminds yeah. me a little bit of the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Marvin. Wasn't, wasn't Alan, didn't Alan Rickman voice Marvin? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's Alan Rick- I mean, Stephen <laughs> Stanton, who does the voice of AP5, you yeah. know, he even said that he he imitated um, Alan Rickman somewhat as from Die Hard, especially for his Han- the Hans Gruber character. <laughs> I get that. And, and he did, by the way, he did this like a year and a half ago when before Alan Rickman passed away. So, I mean, it was just a coincidence that that's the voice they chose way back then to voice this droid, and now Alan Rickman passes away and becomes yeah. sort of in or into our consciousness again. And then this episode airs, and it's like, oh my god, it's Alan, it's it's Snape, it's it's Gruber, it's it's Alan Rickman. That's who yeah. he was sort of doing. I yeah. love anything yeah. with Chopper. He's just he's Chopper great. is awesome. He's the, he's he, the comedy relief. Yeah. Well, he's got Aaron a lot of personality, you know that that whole business where he's uh, where he's trying to get himself a new leg. He sees a leg. <laughs> yeah. That yes. was the coolest little part because the the yeah that was great because it was like, you know, it gives him such a personality for like yeah. he spots it and he wants it, you know, and and it's not you know he's like he. You almost feel like he's a little sad and embarrassed about his other leg, you know, that doesn't match and whatever. And and, he and, he, and, and they're like, "Don't go do that. Don't don't go over there, Chopper. Don't." It, I feel like it's like you're talking to your dog. Don't go get that bone. And and then he just, of course, he does it. And and you know, I think Chris is Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> On the Star Wars stacks, yeah. I'll tell you, who, I'll tell you who Chopper is. I, I'm convinced it's Dave Filoni doing that that sound. You oh, is so? it? Yeah. Absolutely convinced that that is Dave Filoni. Actually, sort of mouthing dialogues. I think they actually do write for Chopper, and uh-huh. then they muffle it down and, and and augment it so you can't understand it. But you can kind of understand yeah, some can. of what he says sometimes. So it's and kind I, of like I, Annie on South Park. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like. I'm so yeah, I like anything with Chopper. He cracks me up. Yeah, really does. Aaron loves him. I think he's decided he loves him more than R two, which is saying a lot because he really oh, loves R two. My kids are in the BB eight fan yeah, club. BB eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, BB eight. Well, yeah. Come on, you can't. Oh, you haven't meet, met my kid yet. <laughs> he's a little. He's a little <laughs> Just off. elbowed someone listen, in chapel listen, today. <laughs> listen to the oh, end of this episode. Sure to, <laughs> listen to the end of this episode to meet Jen's son. He's 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 a violent little sucker. <laughs> yes. He doesn't get it from me. Yes. Um. My kids seem very sweet now. <laughs> 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 All 
Um, and they're not always. So yeah, and then there was the uh, uh, the they land on that plant, the chopper, and then uh, get them to, and it's got these spiders on it. Ooh, I didn't like that. I don't I like, like spiders. Can't I handle spiders. Yeah. I just didn't think the story doesn't go anywhere. It's just yeah. Monster of the week. It was a filler yeah. episode to, to what we were all waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Twilight. Twilight of the Apprentice, which was, you know, it felt. Lots of apprentices. <laughs> there, yeah, really, if you think about it. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of build up to this. Like, I think this has been built up since the break, right? Yeah, like, it was almost built up since the first episode of the season. Soon as you, well, you soon know, as you almost. saw that Ahsoka was Fulcrum, right? Mm-hmm. You figured this uh, was going to come. And yeah. what screwed us over worse, this or The Walking Dead? Now, <laughs> let me uh, let me just say that oh, uh, I, I there's think, not even a contest. I, I, I mean, Walking Dead completely the ending yeah, of that the walking, that Walking yeah. Dead ending was just un, un, unacceptable. To- totally <laughs> tease cliffhanger. It, well, it was well, just a big cliffhanger, just, Jen. So yeah, it was, on well, Walking Dead. Uh, it's a cliffhanger, like you know, like I didn't when, feel ripped off by this episode at all, at all. No, well, I mean, what I mean, I'm just kidding around. Oh, okay. But what I mean is, it was not definitive. Well, That's it was going to be that way. You knew that was going to happen. It's very open ended. Yeah, I did but, not know it was going to happen on Walking Dead because it's already been basically done on, in the comics three yeah, years ago or whatever. It's so. absurd, by the way. Yeah. Walking Dead, you are on on the crap list for me. <laughs> that was bull crap. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, they pl- like it, they played that moment very well. Like that whole last bit with Negan was played very well, and then and then to end it on such a like a like crap in the bed like that, just unacceptable. <laughs> They did. They crapped the bed. So Twilight of the Apprentice. So we get all kinds of... I will say that my fanboy wish was not met when I I knew that Old Master was Darth Maul. I mean, clearly. Um, I kind of like that, though. I mean, it wasn't like it was a big surprise, but this was... I was never really a big fan when they brought him back in Clone Wars with the little spider legs and all that crap. But here he was really (laughs) interesting and really creepy. Yeah, I, but I just I think, think it worked yeah. much better here for you me. Can't tell me that you guys didn't want to see him invade her face off somehow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah, I really did. Well, I sure, sure, like, but I still oh, think suck, he was right? used well. I still think it was really interesting, and, and I like yeah. the way they used him here. I, 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 I really I like that he 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 goes back. He he pulls from the Palpatine school of right. manipulation. Like right. he's the old man that you can trust, you know, yeah. or. And he has had me swayed a couple times yeah. too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, maybe he I really mean, is being serious. <laughs> hats, hats, hats off to Sam Witwer who voiced them. I mean, that, he did a he, his performance was terrific. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think I think Twilight of the Apprentice can be summed up in one word: it was ambitious. Was whether saying. or not whether or not it was successful is is a little bit hit or miss. It varies a little bit. I think the Darth Maul stuff was really interesting and I think the way that they portrayed him and they had that character move through this story and these two this this double episode was really good. And I think our ghost crew and our heroes well it wasn't really a crew, it was just basically Kanan and Ezra and um Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But I mean I think I think that this 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 journey through this temple and in facing the Inquisitors was also very interesting whether or not it was fulfilling or whether or not it was it was as effective I don't know sure when Vader shows up then it's then it's really good but having said that I think I I have a funny feeling that even Dave Filoni and the story group didn't know what to do here and yeah. and in, and I really feel first of all I I knew I knew when Ahsoka walked off the Clone Wars 
they were never going to kill our character off. Despite the fact that all the fandom is screaming that she needs to die, she needs to die, there was no way Disney was going to kill that IP. She's way too valuable. She's too beloved a character. She's a gateway entry character for young girls. She ain't going anywhere. So I knew going into this episode, even before any spoilers leaked or anything like that, no way Ahsoka's going to die. And I, I said it to everyone who would listen there, that, that she's going to make it. What I, think we, what I think was a mistake, and I think we deserved... The fandom deserved to see, as that door came down, why was it that both of those characters were able to walk away? What transpired between them? And I, and I, I Dave, Dave did an interview. Yeah, Dave did an interview on Rebel Force Radio a week ago. That's really good, and it's worth a listen. Not to plug another show, but we all listen to that, I'm sure. And it no. was he. He addresses. <laughs> he addresses the this, and it sounds to me like they want to tell these stories, but they. They're not ready to. And I, I, I do feel, though, that they weren't entirely sure what to do here. And so they closed that door and then they moved on to look at to, to the Kanan Ezra confrontation with Maul. And then we only end with Vader limping back to his, his TIE fighter and a very vague and unclear nebulous shot of Ahsoka's back as she's walking through a, a dark doorway. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I think it's... I, I, I think that's unfortunate. I, I think we. I think they could have given us more of, on that, and it would yeah. have been would have been better. Yeah, but I'll I tell think you. It, go ahead, Chris. Well, I mean, wh- whatever my quibbles are, it, we've now replaced Vader's uh, first entrance with this badass. I'm gonna float down on my freaking Tie Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, awesome. that was pretty awesome. Yes, I mean, it was. <laughs> it was. I mean, I mean there was a lot of like, like. Uh, I, go ahead, Jen. You were next, I think. But yeah. the uh, no, it's okay. I, I was just gonna. Have, I'm going to have to counter what Brian said because I think in storytelling you want to bait the audience to come back again and I think they did that perfectly because they let you know that there's something going on with Ezra there's something going on in Kanan um, we're not completely sure that, that Ahsoka's dead and Vader is walking off what the heck happened so you want to come back it. and know more that yeah, is absolutely. what the point was they want you to come back if that's Vader- the hook Vader and Ahsoka are not coming back to Rebels, and I will bet you guys a dollar that next season is the last season of Rebels. So we will never see on this program Ahsoka or Vader again. That's well, it. I doubt. I don't think that's true because I think Ahsoka, like you said, is important, and they're not going to kill her off so soon. And I she's don't not, think that Rebels not, is not, over. She's not dead, and she will continue. They she will continue but, in some form, and she's but not, not in, gone. Yeah, but just not in Rebels. It's uh, she. I, I've already. Dave. Dave has even said that that their story, as far as Rebels is concerned, has ended. He. I mean, that's a quote. That's what he said. So they are not returning to to Rebels. And then, and then what I'm hearing from Luke from Disney is that their idea is that they're going to wrap Rebels up next season. Uh, with 23 episodes or whatever, wrap up the storylines for these characters, and then move on to a new series and a new era. Hmm. That may include Ahsoka, or, or they may have additional Ahsoka content that they're going to deliver through other mediums. But in Rebels, as far as this show is concerned that we're discussing, that's it for these characters. We will, hmm. I, I'm, I'm 100% sure we're never going to see Ahsoka come back or Vader come back to the show. They're going to allow the characters that they have to end their stories and then that be it. Well, that seems a little weird to me. I mean, yeah. for, for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. First, it seems weird to me that he would make an announcement of that magnitude because that seems like a mistake, even if you are not going to bring him back. I mean, basically for people who want that, 
well, I guess I don't need to watch that show anymore. You know what right. I mean? So, so you have that problem with him saying something like that. Second problem you have, Vader is obviously still fine. He's going to go get a, you go to the repair shop, get a, you know, get himself all spit and polished up. And why would he not still continue to pursue and chase the rebels? Yeah, he won't be around much, but I, I just still can't see him not popping up here or there. Ahsoka, I think his, not I think, quite sure. I think Vader, Vader's inclusion in the show was part and parcel of the fact that they wanted to bring Ahsoka back. And I think the two of them, I think Vader, and if Perhaps. you want to be in universe, that Vader was involved with the rebels as much as that they were a problem when he first showed up in, in the early, in the, in the, in the was end of the first season or being in the second. And then when Ahsoka shows up, then now, now they had an opportunity to sort of have this confrontation between the two. And yeah, I, I, I was surprised to hear Dave say that but I think that they're, they're concerned that, that, that Rebels has become Clone Wars Part 2, or that it's become with Rex, with Ahsoka. You've gotten, they've, they've moved away a little bit during the course of this season and the, towards the end of last season, away from the core characters. This is supposed to be about Sabine, Zeb. Well, it Ezra still is. Kanan. I mean, he, you know, they it did is. not really use them a lot, though. I mean, really, we just talked about that. I mean, they didn't really use Ahsoka or, or Vader no. very much. I don't think they overdid it by any means. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, they, but the idea that they, he'll just go slink back and you'll never see him again, it just, I, I just think that they would want to bring him in now and then. Not a lot, but just just a little, you know, sprinkle here, sprinkle there, or something. Ahsoka, I don't know. Say, the the problem it, with this stuff, Brian, you know, and everyone, they they it's it's like the comic book uh, problem in that you've already you've got they kind of painted themselves into the usual corner. Vader's out there. Ahsoka's probably still alive, and do you just sort of ignore them? You know what I mean? You you've 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 already kind of opened the bottle a little bit, unfortunately. So. The, you know, they can't obviously do much to Vader because obviously he's going to be around and we know what happens with him. So so they're limited in what they can do. But I still, mm. you know, think that they could still pop him in now and then. Yeah, I would be surprised if Vader, if Vader didn't show up at least one more I mean, time. it's just a big, the it's a big you know? thing to pull in people to watch. I mean, it, yeah. you know, especially let's just say they only do another season or even two or something <clears> like that. To have him not show up maybe in the finale or something. I don't know. I mean, it's maybe, screaming for resolution. Yeah. Maybe you need Vader's a resolution in, to yeah, that. Maybe Vader's an Ahsoka story they're not going to cover anymore, but I would be surprised if <clears throat> Vader doesn't show up again. Um, but you never know. If Brian, if what Brian says is correct and they're doing one more season, then you know it would, it would be more germane probably to wrap up the characters that we have. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe leading into Rogue One. I don't know. Or kind of... Probably it would not. make that would make them. I mean, that would make so much make sense yeah. to, to let these characters literally go into Rogue One. I have yet to hear anything though of any characters in Rogue One that have any connection to Rebels, and and people have been looking and trying to source it out, but no one's been able to find anything. I agree. I think it'd be a I think it'd be a great opportunity to have this show at least in in some ancillary way, sort of transition into that film because the timing would be great, even though so, uh, you know Rebels. So a bigger thing, though, is what do we think about what happened? Uh, and I don't think we said spoiler at the beginning of this, but I'm sure you guys will throw a tag up. But uh, I'm sure I will. Yep. The, uh, <laughs> what do we think? The bigger thing, though, really, because he's in the show all the time, what do we think about what happened to Kanan at the end of this? Yeah. That's big. That's very reminiscent of what happened in um, Force Unleashed. 
with mm-hmm, uh, yeah. the general Kodo, I guess it was his so name. Do we think what happened to him that, you know, he got hurt, uh, you know, his eyes and oh, all? he's blind. Yeah. Oh, he's I think he's so blind from he's, blind Is that that? Yeah. Is there no Jedi little healing trance? No back to tank? Not what? to, like, heal a lightsaber to Is it going to be eyeballs. like Daredevil now? <laughs> Is he going to have, like, superpowers, super force? His eyeballs have gelatin I think eyes. that'll probably improve his power because it's mm-hmm. not just yeah, Kanan who's growing in, his, in, his, in the force, but it's Kanan, too. You right. know, and this is just going to contribute to that yeah. growth. Yeah. When you look at a stone burner, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think he's I think he, I think his blind his blindness is going to really inform his character next season and it's really gonna make him uh, much more considered, much have a very un- different relationship with the Force and with his relationship with Ezra as far as teaching him. And I think it's a, gr- it's, I think it's a, f- I mean, Dave must be going crazy just to, with excitement because it's a great construct to make your make your hero Jedi infirmed with this handicap, but all of a sudden it opens all these other doors to him and actually makes him a better Jedi. And all well, of a sudden plus they've already something. shown a lot of, I mean, obviously even back when the first Star Wars movie came out, you know, your eyes can deceive you, don't trust right. them, you know, yeah. put, on, put on a helmet. So, I mean, they've they've certainly set the precedent that, that uh, a Jedi, you know, connected to the Force, it doesn't necessarily need to be able to see with their eyes, right? So, right. right. No, yeah, that... That was a big deal. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, picking up that mask, hey, you know. Now we, now you've got a new Kanan action figure to go. <laughs> exactly. You know, it would be awesome <laughs> now if with you blind wore that action yeah. from now on. You know, the Jedi Guardian or the Jedi uh, Guard, Guard mask. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kind of, it's pretty awesome. Um, I love that. I love that Jedi Guard concept too. Me by the too. Way. Really I do. Cool. Yeah. With their Aaron, yellow lightsabers. Very. Cool. I gotta say, Aaron loved this episode. He yeah, my kids absolutely loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Like he, last year, last season, we have that season too, but he was like, meh, you know, it's all right. But this season, he was all in. He was drawing pictures of Ahsoka and later dueling. He got in trouble at school for it. <laughs> That's <laughs> my boy. That's a good TIE kid. fighter. Yeah. Like That's Vader good... was even floating on a TIE fighter. That I mean, was it best. was legit. And yeah. he was yeah. just the episode was awesome. Asking. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And he was confused, like, like what happened at the end? What he, you know, if this is a children's, I mean, it's a cartoon. Is it a children's show? I, you know, it's it's kind of yeah. one of those it's a crossovers. Hybrid. But they need to satisfy the core audience, who are the younger kid, you know, the r- younger generation of Star Wars fans. They need to know what happened there. Yeah, so Rebels that's def- why I doubt that it's not going to be resolved next season. Rebels is definitely more is definitely much more of a younger kid show than Clone Wars. I think Clone Wars was yeah. probably was a lot to absorb for kids. And there but, was some dark stuff in Clone yeah. Wars. Oh gosh, the sisters, the <laughs> yeah. Night Sisters. Night sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well there was a lot of very war oriented show episodes in Clone Wars too. Very war oh, yeah. war heavy and centric. So uh mm. Without yeah. the light, some of the light humor and stuff. Sometimes, I mean, there was a little bit, but but certainly they've done a better balance of that in Rebels. So, uh, well, you know, we can we can like you know nitpick the nitpick. Hello, we can nitpick everything and all that. But like the fact of the matter is, it's usually when I put it on, like everybody sort of gathers around to watch it. It's one of those shows everybody really enjoys watching in yeah. my household. Right. Yeah, like my yeah. wife, my the two little kids uh the older kids they all really enjoy it so it's a show that we all kind of watch together and that's that's good enough for me um one thing i think is always funny is 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 how much they spend you know their the 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 whole search for a new rebel base thing so you got ships that can fly around you know go to planet to planet like you know practically in a blink of an eye 
why are there no planets out there, these guys that don't have spiders, that don't have, you know, <laughs> Sith temples on them, whatever. Because it wouldn't be interesting. I know. I know the reality <laughs> of it. But I mean, my goodness, it's so hard for these people to find just a, hey, this is a pretty nice planet. And look, there's just little butterflies and little little flying <laughs> little little squirrels here. And that's it. And let's just settle down. It's just like on some ways it to me, well, if on The Walking Dead, they everything kind of worked out, it would be a pretty boring show. <laughs> Well, that's like a whole different. If they just had the little town and just sort of that's had just a garden, a and every once in a while, the oh, I keep got thinking they the need head. to just find an island somewhere. I to me, to me, the the answer to The Walking Dead is you just find a little island somewhere. That's Boom, right. done. That's oh, true. Story, story done. Boom, yeah. over. So, I think uh, I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now. This is a season of that show that will make me or break me. Whereas if I'm going to maybe just finally say, oh, you know, you're what? in for a penny, man. It's like season whatever six or seven now. You're, you're, you 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 got to stick no, with it. No, so. Only if you're planning on ending this damn thing at some point. Well, I think maybe. at least two more years. I've heard. I think. Ugh, I can't. Yeah, think counting that our next season would be one and two. <laughs> Zombie out. Give me so. something else. Give me the new <laughs> Star Trek show. Ooh. So we didn't talk about this, but since I got a Trex and Sci-Fi alum alumses. On the show, we're going to talk just a little bit of the... So this is the craziest thing, and this is something I've been wishing for from a Star Trek show. Okay, keep in mind it's only a rumor. It's a rumor, but if it's true, it's my wish, which would be somewhat of an anthology show, Mm -hmm. meaning that this they say the first season is set, say, post-Undiscovered Country prior to... TNG. So in that era, that really era, we don't know anything about except for you know, right? The books that have filled in and some of the episodes. Not much seen, for seventy not or much. so years. Yeah, we don't know a lot. <laughs> that and then and then it could potentially be set anywhere and also Prime Universe. Well, Prime yep. Universe. Yes. I mean, I, I I think to me that was that was that's almost it's like ninety eight percent a given to me. That there, there's I don't no, think it was always a given. As a matter oh, fact, I, think I think it's think always been a given. Brian I, Fuller, I, I think apparently I, 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 I started think, off with uh, yeah. No, I th- I, th- I think first. that I think there's multiple reasons why they have to do that. Let's just put it yeah. this way: for somebody, if you think about it for more than five minutes, I think you come to that conclusion. Well, um, because so that's one. the The other anthology idea, though, I love it. I love it, mm-hmm. but. It's not where. Where's my, our marketing guy here? Where's our business guy here? I don't. Here. I don't. <laughs> uh, present. Present. Uh, I. 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 I'm concerned. I mean, I know they're doing this a whole different cost structure with the CBS All Access thing, yeah. but it concerns me that if they do this idea of a, uh, you know, you're not really connected to a to a regular cast from you know beyond maybe even potentially a season or even beyond episode to episode or however they structure it. I mean, I've heard a lot of different rumors of it's going to be like a one season kind of, okay, we're going to do this kind of story in one season and then boom, we're done. And the next season will be, oh, who knows, maybe it's post TNG or post Voyager or whatever. And it's a whole new cast and crew. I don't know. Is that going to work? Is that, (laughs) is that a good business decision, Brian? Well, I mean, I, considering the, the 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 distribution method that they're choosing, I think all they really need to make it initially fly and work is the goodwill of the current fan base. And the current fan base's ability to participate in an anthology series is pretty high because they're familiarity with the content. So true. You, That's they, a good point. They'll know. Yeah, they'll know. They'll know where we are, what's going on, what the, what the context is, and. For a streaming pay, uh, subscription service like what they're offering, that it's so limited, 
they just need those numbers. They don't need Netflix numbers. They just need those numbers. Yeah. And if they get it, mm-hmm. and it, and and if it builds an audience base for their for CBS Online or whatever their service is called, then I think they can afford themselves the opportunity to have something that's that's more serialized or you know just basically following an, a crew. But let's face it, th- that Star Trek has done that in you know in so many iterations now on television very successfully but maybe just like with star wars maybe it is time to shuffle the deck a little bit on star trek and try something different especially now that the jj universe has at least one or two more films well one one coming out and maybe one more beyond that that are set in an entirely different universe altogether that's been a bit polarizing for current fans but has attracted new fans so I, I, I think I see I can see my way clear as to why they're doing it this way, and I think that's not a bad call. I think that's I think rather than stick with one crew, because if that one crew turns out to be just Voyager or Deep Space Nine or TNG or or Enterprise or TOS, yeah. you know, re, down it, that they've gone to the well so many times on that. I think it's time for something new, and this is yeah. not a bad call. Yeah, I I, I agree. What do you I think, Jen? Because you agree with or me. Chris? Go ahead. No, it sounds <laughs> interesting to me. Also, I mean it. It, it gives you, I don't know, it's like, you want to, uh, for me, I want to know more about different eras of Star Trek. And if they start right. at that period, that, that kind of satisfies that for me. But it also brings in new people because they're already invested in, you know, the new movies and everything. And they probably want to, they're curious about this new stuff. And then, you know, from what I've heard, they're going to, they're looking to um, get a female captain who's African-American. I mean, it'd be awesome if she's an ancestor or, or a descendant of Lily Sloan. I'm crossing my fingers. But, you know, it would be awesome to see different crews and different captains. And, and I think that would uh, appeal to a broader audience because not everyone would be interested in, you know, a female captain or whatever, you know, unfortunately. But, you know, I think that makes sense. Just I want to an have- alien captain. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I want, that would be awesome too. You know, you know? what I mean? Like, how about I want like, Chopper? I want Chopper to be Captain. Captain Cthulhu. Data. Yeah, I, I mean, know, the thing is, I think that like with with uh, Rogue One, you can open up the Star Trek universe to more possibilities just by just by doing it. Just like saying, you know what, we're just going to do it, and that's what we're doing with Star Wars. Well, plus the other thing is, yeah, they could, they, you know, if it turns into like I, I think Brian hit it pretty good when he when you know if it's if it if they do end up with a super popular like group or cast or season, there's no reason they couldn't do another, you know, yeah. season of it or, or like skip a year and then go by popular demand. Here is captain, you know, Mary Sue again or whatever. And, and, you know, her adventures continue then season three or something like that. So Plus, yeah. I think this structure, if it's what they're really going to do, would allow you to have like really kind of maybe bigger name people come on to Star Trek. Yeah. You know, it, it could would be, be like really the old hard. Batman TV uh, well, no, show what from I mean the sixties. Like, <laughs> you know how you have like on 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 Daredevil. You know the guy that played Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio, is a fairly well-known actor. He's a pretty sure. great actor. Yeah, he comes on to play Kingpin for what whatever it was ten episodes or something. <coughs> Maybe that's a way to get somebody who might be a Star Trek fan. Like you know, Tom Hanks wanted to be Zephram Cochran in First Contact. Yeah. He's a huge Star Trek fan. This could be a way you get a guy like Tom Hanks. To come in and say, hey, man, could you come and do like a few episodes for us? I know you're a big Star Trek fan. You get that kind of talent because the, the commitment isn't going to be like, well, we would need you for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. You know what right. I'm Some of them are already doing fan films. So, I mean, it can come. So, I think it's, I think that's a, it, it, like Brian said, I think it's a pretty smart move. I think it's a, it's a pretty 
uh, I think I think most fans would would embrace it. I think. Also, I think it would be interesting to see crossovers. Like you see one captain and one crew in one season, and then in the next season they're older and they're having some ser- you know an episode where they're they're meeting. And you know really, that just yeah. crossovers would be. Well, it gives like us the opportunity to see Supergirl and Flash or Green Arrow and or Flash. our favorite characters from our other shows. Yes, that too. You know, prior An Admiral or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you get to see. Did Cisco ever come back from the wormhole? You know what I'm saying? Like. No, it's you know, a great idea, and uh, yeah. you know I'm not really a conspiracy guy, but you know one of the things when these internet rumors pop up like this, I always think like, you know, the guys working on the show would be like, hey, throw the rumor out there that we're going to do an anthology show, and it's going to be I... set, and see how it goes over with. I mean, most people, the the I haven't really studied a lot of you know various sites and comments and things, but I think most of the general fans have have had this idea for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think the general, the little general. Like, uh, you know, the pulse that I'm seeing is most people seem to like the idea. Yep. So, uh, I think so, this yeah. kind of, you know, being on CBS, you know, streaming allows them to experiment too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it would never fly on True. a network. Station. True. You're probably yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, so. they, um, they, they can get away with a few things that, that they wouldn't want to do on a network show or whatever. So, for sure. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a cool idea. I like it. Well, all right, so that was a diversion, but always pleasant to talk about Star Trek on our show. And it's this the is other the star show, yeah. you know. So um, we're going to end. We're going to get to your emails and iTunes reviews and things next episode when Joe is back with us. Um, so, Rico, where can everybody find you? com. There you go. It's this all there is to it. It's easy. It's easy. We've done, we've done a few of those together. Uh, Jen and I have done a couple together. You and I have done many together. Brian and I have done a couple together. Yep. Um, as a matter of fact, Brian, that was sort of like the almost like the proto genesis of this show, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. We did the um, EU. We did the, the EU, right? That's right. Yeah, many many moons ago. Um, Brian, you're around. You're you're always. I'm I'm stalking and skulking about <laughs> in the interweb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I have nothing to promote and plug except for your shows, which my, I adore. I adore Treks and Sci-Fi. I love Star Wars stacks. So you. you guys keep on doing the heavy lifting, and I shall keep enjoying. My and one one year we'll Brian. all be at a convention together too. By the way, oh, yes, so. I hope yes. So. yes. Let's yes. all go to uh, Vegas, uh, Star Trek Vegas. I, I, you know, I think of Brian all the time of the video where you had that flame gun and you were shooting it off, and your wife goes, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> And you had this like really devilish look on your face when you did it. I just, I just coolest uh, weapon ever, maybe. Yeah, but I just, I thought that was hilarious. Um, and we know where we can find me and Jen, or Jen and I, or me and Jen. That's appropriate, proper. Um, so also, our ending music currently is done by a fellow, the samurai guitarist on YouTube. He asked me to send people over to his YouTube page and subscribe he did uh the star wars bluegrass thing we're going to be running at the end of the show which is fantastic and he has a lot of cool uh he's a really really awesome guitar player so thanks to him for letting us use his uh song and now we are going to have we're going to start off with aaron rhodes right yep and then we're going to end with my two jokers jackson and isabella talking about star wars all three of them are pretty damn cute Two of them I can speak for from personal experience. And I, I've seen Jen's kid, and he's damn cute, too. Um, just don't get in a fight with him, apparently. No. Yeah. And then uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Thanks uh, for our special guests. So what's the for, next book you guys are covering? 
Oh, the last in the Han Solo trilogy, right? No, 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 no. We're covering that Smuggler's Run book. The the um the come uh, the sort of co book to that Princess Leia book that we just covered. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll see if that's any better. <laughs> Crossing my fingers. Okay, Jen. Um, so yes, it's called Smuggler's Run. We'll be covering that one on our next. What's the episode. next big uh, book that's coming Ooh, out? Where we can't wait, right, Jen? Because it is. Uh, Bloodline. Bloodline, that's right. Okay. Which is by, not friend of the show, but my Facebook friend. Not to be confused <laughs> with the uh, television uh, HBO show or Showtime or whatever channel that's on. Yeah. yeah. Claudia Gray. And she, of course, wrote... Um, Lost Stars, right? Lost Stars. Yeah. And this is, yep. not a se- this is not necessarily a sequel to Lost Stars, but it is a book that focuses on Princess Leia, you know, pre-Force Awakens. And I'm um, looking very, Hoping very... that's better. Looking very forward to that book for sure to sort of get a better sense of what the hell the political situation is exactly with the New Republic. So, well, they blew them all up for one thing. So, well, uh, they're all gone now. Yeah, they kind of blew them all up. So, uh, so that's going to be the that comes out on May third. So we will definitely be covering that in the month of May. But next show is Smuggler's Run. Uh, here's some kitties to overload your cute buttons, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, Clarice. Yeah. Yeah. This is R2-D2. You can't see that, son. I'm just telling them. I know, but they can't see it. This is R2-D2 okay, and 3PO Point online. your face right there. You have to point your voice face right there. This is R2-D2 and 3PO. Okay, uh, you are capable of doing a couple of voices, right? Wait, first of all, introduce yourself to the peoples. My name is Aaron. And who are you? You said Aaron, but they don't know who you are. Are you my son? And I'm my mommy's son. (laughs) Okay. How old are you? Five and a half. Five and a half. Don't hold on to the mic stand because that messes things up. Okay, so like, um, you're capable of doing some imitations of a couple of droids we know that we really like, like uh, 3PO. Can you please do that for the people right now? And R2. And R2, come over here. Don't hold on to that. Okay, go. R2, do you really think this is a good idea? Out here. Doo Wait, what's the doo thing? Doo Okay, that was too loud. What is that doo thing you just did? It's a guy dying in Lego Get over stars. here, they can't hear you. It's a guy dying in Lego Star Wars. A guy dying in Lego Star Wars, okay. Can you do this? Over here! Over here! Or how about this? We're doomed! We're doomed! (laughs) How about message? What message? Message? What message? Pretty good, pretty good. Don't hit me. Or how about, no, I don't think they like you. No. I don't like you either. No, I don't think they like you. No, I don't 
like you either. <laughs> Good job. Aaron and I have this um, ongoing debate about Imperial Stormtroopers. Aaron, would you like to tell them what you call them? Italian Stormtroopers. What? They're not Italian Stormtroopers. They're Imperial Stormtroopers. Italian! Why do you think they're Italian? Because. Because why? Who told you that? What crazy kid, Kate. fake fan, told you they were Italian Stormtroopers? Why don't you believe your mommy, who's Kate. been a Kate. fan since 1977? Who's Cade and what is, what, why is he so awesome? Stop hitting me. <laughs> Stop hitting me. Cade is, Cade the one at the master school. What, did he start Wikipedia or something? Why do you have so much faith in Cade? Do you not believe that your mommy knows more than Cade? I do, but I call him Italian. Let's just call it whatever we want. All right? No, I'm not going to go along with this because it's wrong. It's Imperial. Italian! Imperial, Italian, Imperial, Italian, Imperial. Italian. Just say it with me, Imperial Stormtrooper. Italian Stormtrooper. Mamma mia. Blah, blah, blah. That concludes our little um, argument or debate. Bye, d done. Done, okay. You heard it straight from the man. No, no, we're not mad. Oh, wait, can you say, no, Oh, no. hello, I'm C-3PO, human cyborg relations. <laughs> okay, okay, you do it. You, you do it. You do half of it so I can remember. Okay. And then okay, you, you do, do it. The other. Hello. Hello, I am C-3PO. Human, cyborg. Human, cyborg. Relations. Relations. <laughs> now we're done. Okay, say goodbye, Grace. Good night. Good night, Grace. All right, we're it's done. Even, and we're out. Not even nighttime. Okay, tell everybody who you are. I'm Jackson. <laughs> Bella. Okay, Bella. So, Jack, who's your favorite Rebels character? Ezra. Why do you like Ezra? Because he's cool. Why is he cool? Because his lightsaber shoots guns. Oh, that's pretty. What about you, Bella? What's your favorite character? Um, the girl. Well, there's a few. There's more than one. Um. There's. You mean the the pilot is Hera? Then there's a Sabine who has the. The, the Sabine. Oh, you like her? Uh huh. Why is that? Because because she's cool. What is, does she wear a helmet? Right. Yeah, because she wears a cool helmet. Okay. All right. Okay, Jack. Um. <laughs> so, what did you think of the last episode? It was cool. Well, what do you, what, so can you tell me, what do you remember what happened in it? There was Darth Maul. Right, and, and then who else showed up? Um, Darth Vader. Do you remember what happened to the Inquisitors? They died. <laughs> and what happened to Ahsoka, do you know? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't really tell you, did they? What did she do to Darth Vader, though? Do you remember that? Cut his mask. Man, that was pretty cool. Did you see his eye? Yeah. What, what color was it? Uh, I forgot. Oh, okay. Okay, Bella, what do you like the best about Rebels? Um, that, 
bad. <laughs> hmm. The, the main characters aren't bad guys. Okay. Jackson, who's the funniest character on Rebels? Who's the funniest? Chopper. You like Chopper? Yeah. Why? Because he's funny. Uh-huh. Did he ever get his new leg? No. Oh, that's too bad. So, Bella, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Um, The Force Awakens. How come? Because a bad guy became a good guy. Really? Who's, who's the bad guy that became a good guy? Um. Finn? Yeah, Finn. <laughs> what, about, what about the, who's the main character of the movie? Um, the girl. What's her name? Ray. <laughs> Are you going to dress up like her for Halloween? Yes. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Jack, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, Force Awakens. You like The Force Awakens, too? Uh-huh. I thought Return of the Jedi was your favorite. No? <laughs> what do you like about The Force Awakens? It's cool. <laughs> Is that going to be your answer for everything? No. <laughs> well, what do you like about it? What's your favorite part of that movie? I don't know. Okay. Are you guys done? Are you guys done talking? Yes. <laughs> but, but there's... I want... Okay. Um, the next episode is coming up soon. <laughs> the next episode of what? Of our show. Oh, are we doing a show now? Yes. What's it called? I don't know. Oh, geez. That's going <laughs> to... We know or not. She's being crazy. Okay. All right. Say goodbye to... Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Yeah, so that was uh, Jen and her son Aaron and and Chris and a couple of his kids, Bella and Jackson. Thanks for that. Very cute stuff, guys. And uh, so um, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm not going to play that bluegrass Star Wars music. Uh, They use that on Star Wars stacks. I'm going to play something, a piano Star Wars piece, a little bit of it that I found on YouTube. Uh, So thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you again soon. Bye.